Well, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 18. We are, uh, of course, we're in this Easter season, and we're going to do our best to try to follow the life of Christ here. Um, Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, and Wednesday nights until uh, we climax the thing with the choir doing their Easter cantata on Sunday morning um, of April the 1st. Um, we will have a sunrise service that morning. We'll be out here. There'll be a cross out there with chicken wire on it. And you bring flowers and stick in that thing and just fill it full of flowers. And uh, I'll be doing the sunrise service out there that morning. And then we will look forward to hearing uh, from our great choir. John 18, beginning with verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where was a garden into which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither uh, with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priest, And the Pharisees cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I'm he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, the soldiers, every one of them, the Bible says they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I done told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way that the saying might be fulfilled which he spake. Of them which thou gavest me, listen to this, have I lost none. Then Simon Peter, having his sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then Jesus said unto Peter, put your sword up into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Shall I not drink it? Brother Ray, lead us in prayer, please. Amen. You may be seated. The Bible says, Jesus knowing all things. If we don't get any further than that, let me tell you something. You cannot keep a secret from God. He is an all-knowing God. He knows everything. He knows my thoughts before I think them. And so the Bible says, him knowing all things deliberately met Judas and his band. And the Bible says that he met them in the garden where he resorted to many times for prayer and, and probably rest. And Judas knew the spot. And so he was so gracious to lead his little old band of crew up there with torches and lanterns and, and swords and spears and any kind of weapon they could get their hands on. I'm satisfied some of them even carried rocks. But they went there to arrest him. And Jesus asked a simple question. Who are you looking for? 
And we're looking for Jesus. Well, I'm here. You're looking at him. And the second time he said it, the Bible says they went backwards. They were so taken. Hey, the hour has come. You remember Jesus said many times, Lord, why don't you do this and that? And he said, my hour hadn't come. But his hour had just arrived. And they fell to the ground. I want us to think about and look at what can we learn from Jesus' arrest. We're talking about a man that was human being, but he was also God. You may not believe that way, and I'm sorry if you don't, but that's the way the Bible teaches. He's God Almighty in the flesh. He was born of a virgin, sent down here for you and me to down a cruel cross for you and for me. And that's the way it is. And so, we have a man standing there, helpless. Well, when you look at weapons, Jesus was helpless. He was simply helpless. So what can we learn? First of all, his arrest shows that he had courage, okay? Courage. Listen to me. It takes courage today to walk with the Lord. It takes courage to stand on what you believe when the whole world is believing something else and the, and the whole world says, this is the right way. You may be the only one that will take courage and say, this is the way you're supposed to do it. This is the way the Bible says do it. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have any quotes from my grandmother, okay? I've heard many people say, well, my grandma said or my grandpa said it's this way and that way, okay? And that's fine. I have no problem with that. But I don't have any. But I do know this, that my grandmother, the only grandparent I had, had courage. She had asthma, severe asthma all her life. And she died 93 years old, and she was still keeping house and, and raking yards and cooking and had a fall and broke her hip and never got over it. But she had courage. That lady had courage. She had her Bible in her hand. She had the Word of God and the Lord Jesus in her heart. She prayed for her grand youngins, and she went to church. I want to tell you something. We need to have courage. Um, think with me just a moment. As this scene was taking place, it was Passover time, okay? It was a full moon lit night. And I know you've seen those nights. I've seen those nights. When I could be out in the yard, I could really do something because it was such a, a clear night and such a of of uh, the moon and the sun. And so that's what kind of night it was. It was almost daylight. Uh, and so here comes these men. And when I think of courage, listen, y'all, I want to have courage. I want to have courage to stand for what is right. When the whole world says it's not right, and according to the Word of God, I know it's right. I want to have courage to do that. I want to have courage to speak the truth. Not what Grandma might have said, but what the Word of God says, because it's important. You'll not get any further in this world than what God will allow you to go. Even if you're lost, you say, I'm going to, go, I'm going to do it my way. I don't need God. I don't need the church. I'm going to do it my way. Will you go ahead because my way is going to turn into his way at the end of the way. Hello? Have courage to stand for what's right and to speak the truth. Also, to have courage not to be afraid to sacrifice. I'm not talking about dead sacrifices. Dead sacrifices are no good. 
I'm talking about sacrificing, okay? Most of us, we will say, I just don't have time. Think about it this way. Sacrifice just a little bit of time. I don't know if anything was said before I got out here about work day yesterday. But I want to tell you, church, I was just blown away yesterday to see the people all over these grounds working hard. I, I counted up, I think, of no less than 16 people here, men and ladies, worked hard preparing the grounds for the great day that we celebrate Easter. And I want to thank you. If you were a part of that, hey, maybe, maybe all you did is come by and encourage somebody. You brought food. We had a delicious meal. We had a wonderful breakfast. Thank you for taking time out, for making that sacrifice to make God's place look good. You know, God's place here, it needs to look better than our place. Hello? It does. It needs to be attractive. And it takes courage sometimes to say, hey, this don't look good. We need to do this to it and go for it. Our Jesus had courage. Another thing we learn <coughs> from his arrest, <coughs> excuse me, it shows his authority. You know, authority today goes a long way. But sometimes people take authority the wrong way. They take the word authority and they abuse people. Authority. Who has authority? Well, I'm going to tell you this. I don't have the authority except to preach the word of God and to love you and to baptize and to marry and to counsel and to bury and to visit. I have the authority to do all of that. Outside of that, I don't have authority to tell somebody, hey, we don't, know, we don't need you any longer. You are the church. We are the church. People saved, born again people. We're the church. And according to the word of God, we're the ones that has authority. Hello? Y'all come on and help me if you're out there. I mean, you, you know, you think of authority. Some of you, some of you have, have job responsibilities and you are the authority. A lot of people don't want that authority. You know why? Because they don't want to take the blame. I called Amber and Jonathan aside right over here. I said, guys, listen, your preacher forgot to turn the water on. Got to turn the heater on. We got ice cold water. And on top of that, we ain't got enough for you to stand up and rear back. You're going to have to sit down and fold backwards. I love Jonathan. He took authority because I feel he's the man of that house. He said, ah, let's go for it. Ah, yes. Let's go for it. Let's take the authority of God's word and be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit of God. I thank him and Amber for their willingness this morning to go in those ice cold waters. You know, we're too used to convenience. <laughs> that's, what, that's what our problem is. We, we're too used to convenience. Hey, I remember when we didn't have padded pews. I remember when we didn't have carpet. I remember when we didn't have air conditioning either. And a lot of times it, the old heat was doing all it could do. I'm one of them that came up when the coal heaters was keeping us warm in the schoolhouse, if you was close enough to the heater. But authority, Jesus took authority here. And hey, who are you looking for? Well, we looking for Jesus. You know, somebody was cowing down probably about that time. You know, they just bowl in a big crowd. They bowl. 
And so a big crowd approaches one man. Who are you looking for? We're looking for Jesus. Well, you found him, buddy. Now what you going to do? <laughs> they fell backwards to the ground. When I think about that one question, he says, who are you looking for? I ask myself this, who am I looking for? Who am I looking for? You know, in the, in the day in which we live, everybody is so busy. We are so busy. We're too busy to do what really needs to be done because we're so busy. Recently, and this really hit me hard, boys and girls, because I'm guilty. The man was dying. He called his family and he called his children and his grandchildren. They all around his bed and he said, I want to apologize to all of you because I didn't spend enough time with you. I was too busy working. What are you looking for? Well, we're looking to make a good living. We're looking to make a, have a nice house, a beautiful car. We're looking to have a new job. You know, we, we, but who, who is the question here? Jesus didn't say, what are you looking for? He said, who are you looking for? And they said, we're looking for Jesus. Well, you found him. You and I, as Christians, we need to be looking for Jesus. We need to be looking for his return because he is coming back regardless of what news media might say. Coming. And it can't be too soon. He said, I'm going to prepare you a place. That's personal. And he said, if I go, and he did go, I will come again. I will come again. You will see me. And I'm going to take you home with me. You know, I love going places I've never been. It's so excited me to go places I've never been. Well, recently, we took Miss Holly Moore down to Marietta, Georgia, for the receiving of friends for her uncle that she was very close to. I couldn't tell you how to get there if I had to, so I depend on my navigator, Miss Land, with the GPS. We're making every turn that the GPS says. We're down on 75 South. I don't know why, but we were. We're going along there, and Lynn says, you got to get off. She gave me the exit number, so-and-so. All of a sudden, her little GPS says, you have arrived. <laughs> and then it says, fly over. Literally, that's what he said. You have arrived, fly over. And I'm thinking, man, we're doing 70 miles an hour. And we have arrived, and we're going to fly over. Man, but we finally arrived. We did. Why does things have to be like they are? You know, this, this, this right here uh, is my authority. If somebody tells me you don't have authority to do this, I said, let me tell you something. I have all the authority in the world because Jesus gave it to me, right? He gave it to me. He said, go ye therefore and teach about me and baptize those people in the name of my Father, in the name of me, in the name of the Holy Spirit of God. I have that authority. And let me tell you something. 
You know, we're coming up on spring. We're coming up on summer. I want to give, I want to tell you what you all have the authority to do as a Christian. Many of you are going to go to the water. You got boats. You love to ski. You love to fish. Many of you will go to the water, maybe the river. Let me tell you something. As a Christian, you need to invite some lost people to go with you. You need to encourage them to go with you. Pay the way. Invite them out for a picnic and try your best to witness to them. If they get saved, you can literally, you have the authority, you have the right to say, hey, would you like to follow Jesus in baptism? Well, yes. Well, I have the right to do it if you want me to. You would say, oh, I didn't know we could. You can. Yes, you can. As a Christian, you can. You have that authority. And I'm giving it, I'm reinforcing it to you right now. Nothing is more beautiful than to be in the baptismal waters and to be able to baptize somebody in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's that simple. It's not that hard. You have that authority. You have that right as a Christian. Well, why would you want to do it? I'll tell you why. You've just led the person to Christ, okay? Suppose you, well, I don't want to baptize him. I mean, I don't feel right. Okay. He's good. He's going to heaven or she's going to heaven. But you missed an opportunity to baptize that person. They could be killed that day. They could die that day. And I'll tell you something. You're talking about a good feeling is to know that God has allowed you or, or let you lead somebody to Jesus and you got to baptize them. That's authority. And it's based on the word of God. Eunuch said, hey, what hinders me from being baptized? Here's water. Hey, do you believe? I believe. And he baptized him right there. All right. Well, what do we, we learn from this portion of God's word? We learn to take courage. We learn to, uh, to take authority. But thirdly, we learn from this a decision. Jesus chose to die. In fact, the Bible says, mine hour is come. It is. It's here. It's time. Jesus knew it was time. Hey, Judas had already done his thing, and he was leading the crowd, and he was happy, and he was, hey, he was just doing what he wanted to do at this point. And tonight, we're going to look at Judas the traitor. Why would, you, why would Jesus choose somebody that's going to turn against him? We're going to, we're going to talk about that tonight. But this, this uh, decision, all of us in this room, we have to make decisions. We make decisions every day. Some of us are, are, are in authority places where decisions are very critical. You make choices. You make decisions. Jesus chose to die on the cross, and he knew the time had come. And so he stands, hey, here I am. You know, take me any way you want to, but here I am. Well, you've got to keep in mind here now, Peter is, he, he's one of them hot-headed boys, okay? And he ain't liking what he's seeing, especially when he saw Judas standing with the enemy crowd and swords and spears and lanterns and torches. And then all of a sudden, hey, well, I, I, bet you he, he, I bet he didn't even think twice. The Bible says he whipped out his sword, whack, cut that man's right ear off. Just that quick. Listen, that's another sermon. But Jesus reached down, picked up that ear, and placed it back on his head on the right side, and it was made whole. That means it was healed immediately. And then Jesus said, son, put your, put your sword up. 
Now, all of this is not in the Word of God. Put your sword up. I know you mean well. I know how you are. I know how you think. But this is not the time to do that. It's my time. And they're here. And I'm ready to go. Which leads me to the last point, And that's obedience. Courage, authority, a decision, and obedience. I am here, Jesus said. Well, when we think about all that that took place, uh, it boils down to the will of God. What is God's will? It's to do, for Christians to do what he wants us to do. Um, Jesus left this earth and went back to heaven, okay? All we have is the Holy Spirit of God living within us if we're saved to be our guide. And so we are, listen to me, we are Jesus' feet, we're his hands, we're his eyes, his ears, his nose, his lips, we are his spokesperson, okay? And if you're going to be obedient to God, you are obligated, I am obligated to talk to the lost, to become a friend with them, to let them say, hey, I don't want you dying and going to hell. I want you to be with me because I'm going to heaven based on the authority of God's holy word. And you know, that's what it is. Uh, we learn from this uh, uh, that it's important to obey the Lord. And when we obey the Lord, we've got to be ready to take courage and authority and be ready for tough decisions because they will come. You mark it down. Uh, the uh, the devil it, for the lost person he's already got them you know it's not too big of a deal but for for us who are saved and get saved along the way you know we have decisions to make and the devil sees to it that those decisions are tough he he don't know you say the devil don't know which way we're gonna go God does but he don't but he's a liar he is a cheat. The Bible says he is the father of liars. And it all started in another garden. You see, Jesus went, Kidron, that little, passed over there, little, maybe a little bridge, and went into the garden there and, and had courage and met the enemy. And Adam and Eve were in the garden and met the enemy and lost. Jesus met the enemy and won because he was obedient to his father. I beg you, I challenge you today, take courage, have authority based on God's holy word, be careful in our decisions that they're made to glorify God the Father, and be obedient to the Lord because one day it's all going to be over and we're going to stand before him. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for allowing us to share the word today. Lord, I pray for all of our people this morning. First of all, Lord, I want to pray for any that's in here that's never accepted you as their Savior. And Lord, I pray that you'd help them to open their ears and their heart right now. And Lord, if there if is any here that's lost today, Help them just to look to you and say, Lord, I trust you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and give them the courage 
to walk forward because of the authority of your holy word. Bless them in their decision. Help them to be obedient today in that. And Lord, I pray for the rest of us that are here for whatever decisions that we need to make. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to our heart, that you would fix things that needs to be fixed, and that you'd help us to stand and take courage and speak the words you'd have us to speak. Be nice, be friendly to people that we might win some to Jesus. For we ask this in Jesus' name, amen.